Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. I'm your host, Dustin, with the pregnant pause, the boys, Brandon. <laughs> I feel pregnant already. And Ben. I've never not been pregnant. Holy shit. This is what We're an intro. Rails. Damn, what wow. an intro. Wow. How are you guys doing? Good. Real good. I got some Arizona sweet tea. Um, Quality. Massive amount of sugar I'm intaking here in the next 10 minutes. Sure. But hey, it tastes damn good. You're going to finish that in 10 minutes? I'm surprised it's not already finished. Well, knowing yeah, yeah. I'd like... I've like, Brandon, I've seen you, um, I, I believe at one point you and I went to Dunkin' Donuts and you got an iced coffee and we went from Dunkin' Donuts to my house and it was done <laughs> before we even got in my front door. This, this might be close, but I also had a second hot tea that, oh. was, that was made for me oh, okay. and you know, I'm just double drinking. Sometimes you gotta. I, I do that frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I Wait. have seen you open two beers at a time before. That's also something I do. I've, I've never done that. No. Never done two, needed two beers at one time. Yeah, then you don't have to get up for the next one. Wow. You know what's funny? So you guys know that I don't really drink very much at all anymore, but I did get a six pack the other day of Newcastle. Nice. I drank two in the same day. Mm-hmm. Horrible decision. Damn. I was never even lit, like slightly. Right. I just, with it like an hour or two after drinking, had a mild headache and my stomach felt fucky. Yeah. Damn. So, what are you gonna do? One beer at a time for me, I guess. Dude, you gotta, you, you gotta just. The claw is the law. You gotta just drink the claw. I thought there were no laws when you're drinking claws. No, that's the only law. The only law is the claw. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona green tea. Oh, green tea is. I like that, and I like the sweet tea. Yes. As yes, well. Yes, yes. Which what's funny is we talked. Not last week, but the week before about the bottles. Yes. And you're experiencing the plastic bottle that we talked about. Yeah, once again, the wow. plastic. Now, when did they move away from the cans? They still have them. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. I just think that they're not as widely available. Okay. Like, they only keep the can flavors that sell, because I don't think the, like, profit margin is high on those. See, the cans, I would think that would be more eco-friendly. I agree. Than glass or plastic. yeah. Dude, the tall boy cans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the good shit. Because aluminum's recyclable, at least. Exactly. Yeah, this plastic ain't doing nothing good for the environment. Isn't glass way more recyclable, too, than plastic? 
it may be more recyclable, but it's not financially. I mean, I don't know if it's more recyclable, but it's not financially viable anymore. So most places do not recycle glass anymore. Like your garbage contract, I guarantee, does not have a recycling clause in it. Interesting. And I would know because I negotiated your your recycling contract. Thank you. <laughs> so every once in a while when I'm on the YouTube rabbit hole, a new thing I've been into is there's a whole channel for the uh, Discovery Channel show How It's Made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched one about how to ma- how they make glass bottles. It was very interesting. You thinking about getting into the business? or No, I just sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'll think... Like, oh, I yeah. wonder how they make glass bottles. Oh, dude, I've been known as a child to watch an episode or 10 of How It's Made with my it's father. It's a good show. So, yeah. Well, dude, they've gotten so nitty gritty because I watched this one. It was like how to make co- it was like how it's made coffee roasters. I was like, oh, this is a video. Let's see how the process of roasting coffee. It's actually about no, how no, to no. make coffee how roasters. How they make yep. the, the commercial coffee exactly, roaster. Exactly, yes. Like, start with a sheet of aluminum metal that is bent. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, in, whoa. in the voice, too, you're exactly right. Yeah. Who, whoever voices that, legendary. Very legendary. So this is the HP Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, as I mentioned, from handsomephantom.com and our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsomephantom where you can sign up for just a dollar to get this show early, $3 to get HP After Dark a month early, and finally, at $5, the producer tier. We get your name added at the end of the show. We actually have a decent amount of news this week. Unless you're Ed. I don't know what is up with that. In fact, when I correct it, Ed, listen. Yeah. Because I'm going to see what's going on. The only thing I can think is that it's something... He said two weeks, but I didn't change it within those two weeks. Right. So I don't, I'm really confused. Maybe I like something about the project. Like I had the old list revert to that. Maybe. Anyway, he's going to get no, he's going to be known as in the credits as the shadow producer. (laughs) Well, that's how he's known in discord. (laughs) That's how he's getting named in the credits at the end of the show. That's right. That's even might be an accomplishment in of itself. That's right. Okay. Let's talk some news. So first of all, Jade Raymond, we talked about her on this show specifically a few weeks ago when Stadia shut down their internal development studios. That was, She was like the big get for, for Google was they had Jade Raymond. We've talked about her history with Assassin's Creed, stuff like that. Well, it was announced today she has a new studio that she's starting uh, in Montreal, and the studio's name is Haven. And... What's important to note is that in the blog post, it said an independent studio. But where it gets kind of interesting is that this was announced on the PlayStation blog. And it said that she and her team are working on a new unannounced IP for PlayStation. Hmm. So uh, this is just kind of an interesting situation for PlayStation. It almost kind of reminds me of... um, Death Stranding a little bit, with yeah. Kojima, yeah. which you got to wonder with um, with Kojima Productions, they paid a lot of money yeah. to have that have that game. And they paid a lot of money probably for him to set up his studio. I don't know what the deal was with the nitty gritty on that. But again, we see PlayStation uh, kind of fostering an independent studio for an IP specifically. They're not they don't own Haven. So Right. Hmm. Which came first, Jade Raymond leaving or Google shutting down their studios? 
Like, did she say, I'm leaving? And they were like, we might as well shut down because we don't have anything going here. Or did they say, we're shutting them down? And she's like, I'm founding my own studio. Also, I am very surprised. Well, I guess if they just shut them down, there wouldn't be much of a, a way to do this. And there wouldn't be really a reason to. But big companies like this usually have some sort of non-compete. And I'm really surprised there's nothing in place there to some extent. Now, like I said, if they were just shutting them down and they were like, hey, go... Sorry, go do your thing. Then, yeah, maybe there wouldn't be. But it just seems like if she if she was leaving in any kind of capacity, if they're doing any games at all, that she would have some sort of non-compete, and apparently I mean, she doesn't. It seemed like some sort of a bit of a sour exit in general sure. with the entire thing. So, I mean, at some point, you'd have to assume that they understood that they put, you know, this is the person we're having being the lead of it, right. and then it failing. Right. You know, there has to be some sort of retribution there for her as far as like ability to yeah. make a living again. Yeah. yeah. Ben, you bring up a good point about which came first because it, I mean, it could have been a situation where she was reading the room and mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, either A, this game is never going to get made, or B, it's going to be severely hampered by a smaller budget or something like that since Google's had. Very little success with, with Stadia. <laughs> Maybe she made the suggestion to shut it down. That's possible. I mean, she. I'm sure she had some input there. Right. You got to imagine. I. Jade Raymond seems interesting to me because she doesn't seem to have the cachet mm-hmm. of a Kojima or anything quite to that level. Well, that's so, sexist. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Maybe. <laughs> no. It's just facts. Uh, no, yeah, it's just, you know... She, that was her, a joke, everyone. Her cachet and her list of titles that she's worked on is not quite to right. the extent of, of right. Kojima, but I'm wondering if it was as easy as she had connections, she called up Sony and was like, or whoever she knows there, and was like, let's let's cut a deal, let's work something out, Yeah, you know? And you gotta wonder, too, it, it's interesting also, because we, as I mentioned, this deal is similar to the Kojima deal, like... What is going on with uh, Kojima Productions right now? We still don't know. No idea. We're still stranded. They haven't even put... Have they put any post-game anything? Well, they released the game on PC. I mean, aside from... You know, like, aside from... And then... So... No, it's been... You, there are... Pa- are they putting... Did they put out a patch? Not for PS5, no. No. There's been some post-content, like, hey, this character is going to be in here or something. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. There's been rumors floating around about a like Death Stranding complete edition that has new content in it floating around, which would be, you know, interesting to to see that, especially because apparently Death Stranding didn't sell very well. So everybody says, and I guess it's just because it didn't chart, but it didn't chart frequently, I guess. Mm. But I don't know that we've ever gotten any actual numbers. Right. People always talk about Sony buying Bluepoint. Which I yeah. think wouldn't make sense, but I've always wondered if, you know, maybe they want to seal the deal with Kojima Productions and maybe. and buy them up. I wonder, I wonder if in some way though Kojima is kind of cautious of that because <laughs> of everything that happened. If he wants to kind of have that role, much like what we just talked about, where it's like they're cradling him and helping him and supporting him. And I, you know, obviously we won't know unless we're him. But like, I would assume. <laughs> That's kind of tense for him. Well, he's also so so eccentric that Sony may be like, is he even going to make more games? Or is this guy going to make movies now? Or maybe he's going to make a bluegrass band? Or 
that I would listen to the <laughs> shit yeah. out of the Kojima bluegrass. Kojima bluegrass, good lord! Yeah. But like he's he's obviously a an intelligent man, right? And creative. Whether you like his stuff or not, you can't take those things away from him. So like for him to, I, I don't. He's expressed that he doesn't want to just stick to games for the rest of his life. So maybe he doesn't want to be what for multiple reasons. True. Maybe this is it. Maybe that's all we're ever going to get from Kojima again. I mean, we really don't know. So, Kojima is such an interesting figure to me because I I really think that he is a visionary and completely like I think he's a genius in one way. Especially if you look at like Metal Gear Solid Two, the the stuff that he was writing about in that game is just so prophetic in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And now, and I think. I think it would be really, really cool to play Death Stranding again post pandemic mm-hmm. or mid pandemic. Yeah, I mean, we're really. still within it, but he really has a lot of interesting ideas. You won't be able to play it post pandemic. No, the pandemic's never over. No, because it'll be just like Death Stranding, and you know. Ooh, yeah. Damn. Hope not. So, but yeah. Anyway, back to Jay Raymond. We'll see what happens with that. I'm sure it's going to be at least a year before we even see a, a yeah. title screen of some kind. Yeah, I mean, Canada's pretty pretty hot right now with development, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that I think that the team that she was leading at Google was in Montreal as well, but I'm not 100% positive of that. Hmm. Okay. Doom Eternal's next DLC, which is called The Ancient Gods Part 2, is officially releasing on March 18th. Now, I don't think any of us played the first part, right? I played about... 30 minutes of Ancient Gods 1. Oh, so you bought it? No, I actually share played with somebody. It, it was not ideal, but I, I played about 30 minutes of it. Okay. So here's what's interesting specifically about this new DLC is that they're adding a bunch of new gameplay tweaks that will be available to all players in the game, uh, not just people that buy this DLC. So those new gameplay tweaks, the big one, first of all, is a new closer to the crosshair mini HUD that will show like grenades and different mm. HUD elements. Only they're going to be closer to the, the center yeah. where your crosshair is. They did say that it's optional, but the devs emphasized that they thought that it was once you play with this new yeah. HUD, you won't want to go back. Yeah. Honestly, I think that was part of the confusion with that game. Having played the first one in 2016, I yeah. think, um, was that there were all these new mechanics and they're all on rechargers, right? right? And you I got to look all over the screen. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 even when I played it literally today for 30 minutes, it's been a while and I found myself obviously not remembering the buttons, but like also not just knowing what the buttons are when it was cooled down. So if I didn't have to look so much around while I'm trying to f- fist a zombie, right. then, you know, <laughs> it'd be a lot easier. So... I'm interested, and especially if the devs are like behind it, you know what I mean. Like it's it it's obviously like worth it if right. they're making it a thing, if they're making it you know not just a something in the patch notes. So. Sure. Another two things that they're changing is that they're adding the ability to lower the delay to bring up the selection wheel, so it'll just be like instantly click, and then you can find a different weapon. Nice. Which I've never thought. Oh, this selection wheel comes up too slowly, but yeah. no, I don't remember that either. I don't feel that way. It's very possible that like if you get into some of the harder shit, 
that like these things would be more noticeable. Right. I tended to play the game on easy because I want to feel like the fucking Doom Slayer. Like I just want to rip and tear. Sure. But I would imagine that like those couple seconds would definitely be crucial if it were harder. Yeah. The last thing uh, that's of importance is there's, of course, a lot of bug fixes, but they also talked about tweaking the first DLC and changing the pacing to make it a little bit easier at certain points. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't play that DLC, so I yeah. can't speak to that. But I mean, I died a couple times when I played it earlier, but I hadn't played it in a while, so I don't really have a good idea. <laughs> I think I was at one point I was looking at the DLC and thinking about buying it. And then I thought of the Marauder. Oh, yeah. And I was like, eh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't find that to be the worst thing. It certainly was annoying, though. I will say this is like within the first five minutes of playing the DLC. So deal with it they add like a turret mechanic that you have to kill this little orb that shoots at you but when you're aiming at it for more than like a second it pops away and you can't shoot at it oh if they have that throughout the entire ancient gods i think i'm going to be very annoyed with it even more so than the marauder but i am interested because i really like that game but i guess we'll see it did pretty well i mean people people enjoyed it for the most part i think Hmm. Yeah, I was waiting on that. I'm I'm curious. I wonder if they're going to add those to Game Pass, which we're going to talk about Game Pass later yeah, in the show. But yeah. part of me was hesitant to buy it. Because yeah. I think they probably would add it to Game Pass. Eventually. At some point. Probably not soon. Well, the second one they probably will, right? Because it's technically a first party. Yeah. Yeah. But... I'm just wondering with other Microsoft first party, do they include DLC in Game Pass? Mm, some of them, but maybe it's not a guarantee. Actually, I know the answer to that partially. At least with um, Horizon 4, uh -huh. Forza Horizon 4, I went because I wanted to play the Lego, Lego one. Yeah. And you can't on okay. Game Pass. You have to buy it. So I thought that was a little disappointing. But hmm. oh well. So anyway, that releases on March. 18th so coming up just in a few days so if you're interested check that out this one i am very excited about a new teenage mutant ninja turtle game it's been announced it's called shredder's revenge can we just pause for a second sure. i just thought about something with doom okay and it made me realize okay so last year pretty much all of my looking forward to titles I ended up not really finishing, hmm. except for maybe uh, Miles Morales. Hmm. But like Doom Eternal, I was we were all super pumped about that. Brandon and I didn't even touch it for months. Yeah, when I did touch it, I didn't. And I mean, there was a reason for it. Yeah. My account was messed up, right. everything for me. And then you know I'd been hyped about Cyberpunk as many people were for like years. And of course, again, there were reasons for that. But like, I still haven't even gone back to it because at this point, I'm just waiting till it's fixed and I can start over. Yeah, right. and. Yeah. There's another game I feel like that I was hyped about and came out and I didn't Demon play. Souls? Uh, I wasn't hyped about Demon's Souls. I don't know, but it's just mm. like, it's weird because normally if I'm hyped about a game, I'm going to play it immediately. Yeah, I don't know. It's just bizarre. That's yeah. all. I just thought about it. Okay, move on. carry on. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So a new TMNT game was announced called Shredder's Revenge. What's so special about this is that it's from .emu and Tribute Games. Don't you mean .emu? No. <laughs> no. I, was it Colin that you heard say it? It said .emu? He said that for years. I feel like I've heard other people say that too, though. That's wrong. Yeah. .emu uh, and Tribute Games. Now, .emu, we know they just did... Uh, Streets of Rage, mm-hmm. the new Streets of Rage game, which was very good. They also are doing Windjammers 2. They did the Windjammers port. They have great history with these older games. Yeah, say, this seems right up their alley, doesn't it? Yeah, so they're publishing it, but Tribute Games are the ones doing the development. Recently, their games have been Mercenary Kings and also a game we covered at PAX called Panzer Paladin, mm-hmm. which apparently was very good. Yes, I saw that it was very good. But I think that's not, is that on Game Pass? I could not tell you. I don't know. Did this just come out of nowhere? Like, was it... I don't even think I remember hearing about this anywhere. No. Yeah, no, they just no, announced just it out, out of blue. nowhere. Yeah. Which, man, maybe I'm wrong on how this stuff works, but I feel like when licensing deals like this get locked down, there's at least a little bit of a leak ahead of time. Like, this may be in the works. Especially because it's a big it's a big franchise. It's a, it is, you know but I also, mean? Like, it's, a, it's a big franchise, but it's also not a franchise that's sexy to talk about. True. You know? Yeah. What, turtles aren't sexy, Ben? Well, they are. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that uh, Jeff Keeley posted a tweet that said, like, wow, even I didn't know about this. And it's like an, a nice yeah, feeling when a great. game gets announced and I don't know. That is awesome. So, also, it was kind of a mid mild flex, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. It's like, even I didn't know about this. Damn. <laughs> I love Keeley, though. So I, I wasn't offended. The Gillette man fills him in. That's right. <laughs> So what I'm so excited about this game is that it is in a uh, retro style, so pixel art. It looks very much like the old Konami Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, specifically Hyperstone Heist and Turtles in Time. It looks like the the next entry in the series, only it's coming out today. Now, Ben, have you played? I feel like you've played one of those two games. Both. Both? Yeah. Does this excite you? It excites me. It's weird because it doesn't excite me in a way that, like, I'm not hyped about it. But I know it's going to be, I mean, as long as they do a good job with it, which I think they will, it's going to be a game that's a solid game that's going to make you feel a lot of things. But at the end of the day, like, I'm also kind of like, I could just go back and play the old Turtles games. Mm. That'd be fine with me. Because they're still good. Right. Yeah. I played games similar to this. I feel like I played a Power Ranger one. Hmm. That was like a side scroller beat em up like this. I do remember. I don't remember what it was called. I remember there being a one. There, I, the X Men game was similar, and I played yeah. a lot of it too. But um, no, this looks great. I have played games very similar to this, and I, I don't know. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is something that is like a blind spot for me Oof. in my childhood for some reason, um, and so I wouldn't mind picking this up. I'm sure it's like twenty bucks. Yeah, I bet it'll be forty. You think for, 40? Um, I bet. How much was Streets of Rage? I don't think that was 40. I don't know. Hey, we're in a new generation now, man. 
True. Yeah. But I have a ton of good memories playing Hyperstone Heist on the Sega Genesis. What's funny is I think a lot of people, Turtles in Time seems to be the main one that yeah. people remember. But I don't know. I always thought Hyperstone Heist was really good. But right. So it's, it's like couch co-op then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll probably be, I'm sure gonna, it'll be online. Multiplayer. Yeah, I was going to wonder, you could probably get like the whole four-man squad, I would think. Right now on with Switch, all four of the turtles, Streets of Rage is twenty five dollars. Twenty five, but it, I don't know what if that's the the original price or you know. So this isn't a remake either. No, no, no. no. This oh, is a brand new IP. Uh, see, because well, not IP, but when, when I saw this announcement, I thought it was just a remake. No, no. Okay, cool. Yeah, and this is one of those situations that you have two developers that are perfect to do this, especially with Dot Emu involved. You can yeah. tell that it's going to be. They've really done a good job in in making a name for themselves, just in that. I remember covering when they re-released Windjammers and they didn't have very much of a portfolio. And now they're really kind of um, becoming a a big player in these. This is their niche. I mean, they've definitely got a niche. You you know, you're not going to see them publish anything super modern looking. Right. It's they have a certain aesthetic to them. You got to wonder two things. First of all, will the Simpsons arcade ever get re-released and second or could we see dot emu make a new simpsons hit and run no no not <laughs> oh dude everyone gosh. talks about hit and run <laughs> isn't it phil that loves hit and run i love hit and run i don't know if i've ever talked about it but. i swear it was phil anyway but uh that simpsons arcade game has never i don't think has ever been re-released was it maybe on 360 arcade i don't recall i didn't play it i i never really watched the simpsons growing up and I mean, I saw some of it, but not, I wasn't a Simpsons fan per se. So Hit and Run's the only one I ever played. And that's just because I saw it at a friend's house and I was like, I have to have this. Yeah. Wasn't that like GTA Lite? When are we getting Crazy Taxi back? Didn't I, that's wasn't someone question. just fucking tweeting something about a Crazy Taxi game? Am I absolutely tripping? Did you guys see anything about I that? I guarantee on any given day there's somebody tweeting about Crazy Taxi. Hmm. Anyway, not a lot of good information there. <laughs> Wait, a completely different title inspired by the arcade, The Simpsons Arcade, was released by EA for iOS in December 2019. Oh, I remember that. That's wrong in to abom- call it Simpsons Arcade and it not be the same game. Yeah. yeah. That would be like EA to whore out an IP, though. So. <laughs> oh, wait, here we go. In January 2012, a high-definition port of The Simpsons Arcade was announced for PlayStation Network for release in February. February. The game was initially made exclusively to PlayStation Plus. Users had no charge. In 2013, the game was removed from PlayStation Network Store, although at the time it was still available through the Xbox Live Marketplace. Hmm. Huh. Okay, so it was re-released. I was wrong about that. Anyway, uh, I remember that game was awesome. And what's funny is I really don't have a strong connection to The Simpsons, but they had it the regal cinema. Yeah. Oh, okay. local. So I remember playing okay. that as a kid right. before and after movies. Yeah. So I wonder if it's still there. Do they still have that arcade? They do, but I don't think that's there anymore. They also had that awesome Terminator game where you had the, the, the actual dual, guns. Yeah, the guns. Dude, yeah, dude that, that would be interesting to like see what has been the most successful tie-in TV show game. Do you have a mm. copy of the Fractured Butthole? No. Okay. I kind of want to try it, but that just made me think about that for some it reason. It was really cheap recently. Just to like... Just to think about the idea of, because I love South Park, first and foremost, but I know it's, I know what type of game it is, um, but yeah, it's interesting. Shows to 
Wasn't that Obsidian that did both? Did they do bo- both South Park games? Yes. So they definitely did Fractured. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a renowned RPG yeah. studio. <laughs> yeah, really. Doing that, so still better than Dragon Quest. I played some of Stick of Truth. Whoa. I'm just really uh, just glazed I'm over just that. Oh, I'm just I mean, I'm not going to disagree, <laughs> but I'm just. Yeah. I haven't played either. I'm just shitting around. So who knows? Anyway, we got totally off the rails on that, but that's that's fine. Anyway, new team NT game. No release date. Look forward to it. All right. I have three Xbox stories back to back. First of all, new Game Pass games. We have two lists of new Game Pass games. So we're going to go, first of all, with the ones that are hot off the press here. And this comes from the Xbox Wire coming soon to Game Pass. First of all, out today, Undertale. Now, what's interesting about this, it was not announced to be coming to Xbox. It just was like, hey. Now it's on Game Pass. Here, I think it was yesterday they said, hey, Undertale is coming to Game Pass. Interesting. And the whole game's coming to Xbox. So that is available. Highly recommend that. That's on cloud, console, and PC. Empire of Sin is on cloud, console, and PC. That's March 18th, which I what don't know anything game? about that game. Yeah. I don't know. It has some gangsters on the I'm front. I'm going to Google it. Like, uh, like 1920s hmm. gangsters. The best gangsters. Yeah. Near Automata, a little game Brandon may have heard of, will be on PC on March 18th. This will be an interesting one to keep an eye on, just in the fact that the PC version is notoriously horrible. So we'll see. Maybe they're going to fix it up a one little thing, bit. One thing I said earlier today was the PC version that's out now, you know, via Steam, is terrible as far as performance and everything. The game's great, but... I imagine if it's running on Game Pass, it's going to have to be in a different client. So they probably had to do some touch-ups to it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Empire of Sen is a strategy video game and role-playing game developed by Romero Games and published by Paradox, and it was just released in December of 2020. Romero Games of John Romero. I'm pretty sure it's a different guy. Different guy? That'd be really unfortunate to name your company Romero <laughs> Games. Is, it, and not is have... it the same people? I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Empire of Sin is a strategy game based in the 1920s Prohibition era Chicago underworld. Step into the wing tipped shoes of real and fictional gangsters like Al Capone and Stephanie St. Clair to build and manage your criminal empire. Schmooze, swindle and strategize your way to the top. Brenda Romero, game director. Interesting. You know, the infamous Brenda Romero. I I do not know this Brenda. So, So Dustin, does this mean you're not going to be replaying Nier on PC? I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. I'm just curious. If I can get it running at 4K 120, Ooh. then that would be... It looks great something. at 120. Did you, so it did... Did you play the Steam version? No. Uh, my buddy Justin, our oh. buddy Justin, yeah, uh, played it and said it looked great. I think he was running it at 120. I don't know. I don't I, know what the limits are. I think you can do it at 120. Certain games, like... Persona 5 Strikers, yeah, 60 FPS limit, yeah. which I'm sure some hacker or modder could come in and fix it, but I don't know. Here's a big one. Star Wars Squadrons for console through EA Play on Game Pass March 18th. Uh, Torchlight 3, which is already available on console, is coming to PC March 18th as well. Genesis Noir is coming to console and PC. That's an ID at Xbox game March 25th. Here's another um, 
you know, a little bit of a wild card here. Mm. Octopath Traveler. Okay. Console and PC, March 25th, says the same boat as Undertale in that it has never been announced for Xbox or PlayStation for that matter. And And now suddenly it's just hmm. it's launching on Game Pass. That's kind of big. It's really big. Both of them. That is kind of is big. It, so when games like that, when they launch on Game Pass, are they also for sale? I think so, but I'm not positive. Or only, I mean, they'd be dumb to not do that, although maybe they wouldn't be, because if somebody really wants to play it, they'd join Game Pass. Yeah, I would think that they're available for sale as well. We could check with Undertale yeah. later. But but yeah, Octopath Traveler, what I'm really surprised about is that they haven't announced that it's also coming to PS4. But it is. Sometimes this happens where a game gets announced for Game Pass. Right. And then it will be like, oh, and P- the later Square Enix would tweet like coming on this day to PS4 right. and Xbox. Yeah. But this may just be, uh, That'd be the, a big get a very rare situation where you have a game on Switch, PC and, and Xbox. Xbox and not on PlayStation. Wow. Especially with an RPG. Especially yeah. with Square Enix. JRPG. Yeah, Square Enix. Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire Ultimate Edition on PC, March 25th. Supraland. Supraland? Supra. Supra? I don't know. Supraland. This is, that's a really weird game because it's like a... Let me just read the description because I've played a tiny bit of this game. Save the red stick figure village in the hit first person open world action puzzle platformer. Roam and explore a grand interconnected world, unlock new versatile abilities and combine them to overcome imaginative puzzles and uncover shrouded secrets. But this game you play is like this little red stick figure type guy. (laughs) Interesting. And supposedly it's very good. I've I've heard of this, so that might be one to keep an eye on. Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, coming to cloud, console and PC, March 25th, of course. Yakuza, The Dragon of Dojima. I think you'll be able to play all of the Yakuza games on Game Pass. Maybe not Zero. Is Like a Dragon's not in there, is it? Oh, no. Right, yeah. Not the newest one. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. Like a Dragon. But I believe all the old ones up until 6 are on there. Uh, Narita Boy comes on cloud, cloud console PC March 30th. And this is a big one. A lot of people talking about this. Outriders. Cloud and console, April 1st. This is a release day, also on Game Pass, also from Square Enix. This is a big one. What do you guys think about this? I don't really care about this game, but as soon as I saw it was going to be on Game Pass, I'm like, I'm going to check it out. And then as soon as I realized it wasn't going to be on PC, I was like, really disappointed because I'm not going to play it on Xbox. No PC? It's not on PC. Oh, Well, I mean, it is on PC, but not for Game Pass. Gotcha. And I was like... So I went from not caring about this game to being upset I can't play it without yeah, paying yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense it's not on the PC. It does. But they must have worked out the deal to just buy the console. You have to imagine that it's wasn't a big cheap. Hit. Oh, that's a, I mean, either, either it wasn't cheap or Square is not real sure about its success, so they wanted to make sure that it got coverage. Right. Well, but the the demo has been well received, so maybe it would be fine either way. But I'm sure they had this deal worked out long in advance of that. Demo has been well received, but you got to imagine they got the pre order numbers. Yeah, they're thinking that's true. Mm, maybe not. Yeah. So, either way, still 
still good to see that adding to that value of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. If you want to check that out, April 1st. There's also some DLC and game updates. I don't normally read these, but there's only three. And one of them is so weird. Minecraft Uniqlo skin pack. Yeah, that's Uniqlo, the <laughs> the clothing brand. The clothing yeah. brand. And uh, the skin pack features all new t-shirt designs and Steco shorts, plus new mobs that are sure to delight. Then, Sea of Thieves' third anniversary event is running from March 18th to the 21st. Yes, it is. You can receive the Jump for Joy emote for free. Is that the only thing that's going on? It just says, uh, March 20th marks the third anniversary of Sea of Thieves to celebrate Game Pass members who play between 18th and 21st will receive the Jump for Joy emote. Hmm. They usually run events, like, you know, week to week. There's a fishing event going on right now, Brandon's favorite. Dude, I I actually like fishing in games a lot. Um, Ben, you may hook me in someday to Sea of Thieves. Brandon, I don't... You may. I don't really care at this point, because I'm having so much fun without you. Well, fuck you, then. That... Your constant <laughs> complaining about playing on an Xbox would I just know, bring dude, me down. I just know it's going to be 30 frames a second. Yeah. Or at least, or worse. Well, there's a solution to that. I know, but it costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> part of me wonders, Brandon, if... I mean, part of me is like, you should get a PC, but also, like, Xbox... It would be easier to have a nicer Xbox with be. Game Pass. Do you need... You would need uh, gold to play with your friends. Not if you have Game Pass. Game Pass Ultimate 15 oh, includes gold. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Or you could just get um, you know, you get one of them payment plans on the Series X. True. Or true. pretty good deal. True, true. true. Or you could uh you could just get a PC. Just a cheap, <laughs> you know, just a cheap little gaming PC. Just no a problem. cheap little little ditty. I mean, yeah, you could play it on your existing Xbox and see if you even like it. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is that like I it, feel like the performance will diminish it for me. It will a little bit. I know bit. it's not going to look the way I wanted to to begin with because it is an older game. Not that it's not doesn't look good. That's not what I'm saying. I know it's got a ton of enhancements since it came yeah. out though. So it looks really good on Series X. Damn, real and, good. Anyway, did you check it out? I think I did have it installed at one point. I've seen video of it on YouTube. For I sure. know it looks great on on my 1440 monitors. And it can only look better on Series X. Yeah. So in addition to all these games, early in the week, we've got a huge lineup (laughs) of Bethesda games coming also. Not coming. They're available now on Game Pass. I'm going to just quickly read through all of these because it's a shit ton of games. Dishonored. Dishonored 2. Doom. Original Doom. Like original, 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 original Doom. Yeah. Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Rage 2, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, Evil Within, Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, and Wolfenstein Young Blood are all available on Game Pass right now. That's one hell of an addition. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Yeah, it got, I mean, I'm at the point where I am. I have played, um, other than Call of Duty, I've played almost nothing but Game Pass games for the last few months. And part of it is, well, I have it and I'm paying for it, so I might as well play. And some of it's like, I have been wanting to check that game out. Thank you. And, and with Game Pass, I feel like I don't have to play a game and beat it. It's just like, well, I have it. I'll just install it. I got to use a little bandwidth. Okay, fine. 
and uh, install it. And then if I don't like it, just delete it. And there's been games like Void Bastards. I've heard the name Void Bastards before, but I just literally went onto the PC app and hit the, the roll random thing. You can like have it choose a game for you. And Void Bastards popped up and I was like, sure, this is a small game. I'll download it and checked it out. And I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm like, I, I literally went into it not even knowing anything, the art style, what kind of game it was, just that I've heard it's a good game. And here it is. It's six gig. I'm going to download it. Yeah. And that's like, I wouldn't have spent 20 bucks on that game because I haven't, you know, I don't know anything about it. But with Game Pass, I'm just like, sure. So it's really interesting that me, somebody who, although I've had Xbox and primarily was an Xbox gamer in the 360 era, but more recently I've gone to PlayStation and PC. I'm just now like, I don't see a reason for me to not pay for this anymore. Right. Like I just, just whatever. Okay. It's a 10, it's $10 a month. Like I'm going to pay forever now. Right. Like yeah. Netflix. Right, yeah, you just just have it. Though it's funny you mentioned Netflix because lately I've been like, I mean, I'm sharing with my parents, but even there, my parents are like, "Do we really need Netflix right now?" Right. But uh, that's a whole, either here nor there. But uh, yeah, any recommendations of those Bethesda games you think people should check out? Pardon me, all of them, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know, man. I feel like. The first two Wolfensteins from the reboot, incredibly high quality. I need to play those. Would recommend them to anybody. Whoa. I've never played them. Really? Ben, you would love them. They're yeah. great. They're good. So good, dude. And, yeah. And, and I played a little bit of Youngblood, but that's not the same. Yeah. No, no. I I wouldn't even necessarily recommend that for everybody. Yeah. But like the first one, you're like, holy shit, this is great. Right. And then the second one, they just build upon it in such a great way, and it just... Keeps getting more insane. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely recommend Wolfenstein. Um, never not a good time to kill Nazis. So, uh, and Dishonored too. Yeah. I mean, Dustin, you Woo. you have a lineage with Dishonored at this point. Yeah, that's that's the one that I would recommend the most. Both Dishonored One and Dishonored Two are absolutely phenomenal games. Is Death of the Outsider on there? No, I don't. You didn't read it just now, but. So part of that announcement is that there's a bunch of Bethesda games that were already on Game Pass that right. they did not list. Okay. So maybe that's already available. I don't know why it wouldn't be, though. That's what I was thinking. Death of the Outsider is very good. I, I don't know why Death once. of the Outsider would have been on there by itself, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of really, really good games there to check out. And Ben, man, here's the thing. I'm sure people have told you this. If you do decide to play Wolfenstein... The beginning of the first game sucks. The first... You told me that, I think. 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah. 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 The first yeah. the first level <laughs> is bad. Yeah. But it's all uphill from there. Bad yeah. in what way? Just out of curiosity. Not exciting. So, I mean, it's, it's not... It's like starts really slow. You're flying in this plane. You've got to shoot stuff. And then you storm Castle Wolfenstein. And yeah. it sounds interesting, but it's just... Yeah, it's... It feels like an old game in okay. the very beginning, and it doesn't feel like it's pushing the boundaries. I wonder of what, if that was intentional. Of honestly. what other things like it? It was set up, and it was cool, and it's a nice set piece. But like once you get into the meat of the game, yeah, that's where it shines. Those aren't very long games, right? Ah, uh, not incredibly. No, no. I mean what? No. 10, 15 hours. Yeah, yeah. I could. Yeah, max. So those are, yeah, yeah. Though the second one. Second one introduces like a hub world almost. Yeah, it does. And I don't like that yeah. about it, but it's easily 
ignored. Yeah, yeah, it's not massive. Those are games I'm. Fi- I think that I need to play them to understand to like know the. I mean, I've played the old Wolfenstein games, right? But very different. Yeah, yeah, very different, obviously. But I feel like I need to play them for the relevancy and the comparisons that you can make and everything now. But they're just games I would play on like the easiest mode just to get just oh, to go through them. One hundred percent. Yeah. Just I'm yeah. not. A, I don't need the punishment. Yeah. Plus, yeah. BJ's awesome. Right. They just, they're kind of like Doom in that they just don't give a fuck. Like, hey, you want to dual wield two assault rifles? You How about it? Do dual it. wield yeah. two sniper rifles? Just right. nonsense. Dual wield rocket launchers? Sure. Right. Yeah. It's great. It's just badass fun. I mean, that's really what it is. It's like Doom in a lot of ways, but also not like Doom right. in a lot of ways. <laughs> so Microsoft hitting the, you know, one, two, three on these these punches this week. They also introduced FPS boost to five Bethesda titles. Damn. We heard about Bethesda, or not Bethesda, FPS Boost a few weeks ago, only it was on some older titles that not that aren't bad, but just currently are not in the limelight anyway, like Watch Dogs 2 mm-hmm. and Far Cry 4. So kind of odd. My guess is they were just easy to implement. Right. So here are the games that you'll be able to get FPS Boost in. Dishonored Definitive Edition, Fallout 4, Prey, Fallout 76 and Skyrim Special Edition. Hmm. All these games were either at 30 or close to 30. Like specifically with Prey was not a game right. that uh, had a very good frame rate. Yeah. You'll now be able to play all of those games at what's what it says nearly 60 FPS. <laughs> I've not seen uh, the Digital Foundry video on this because they already saw that they put out one today for Prey and Dishonored. Right. But that kind of wording always makes me a bit iffy. Yeah. I feel like it just keeps them safe. Yeah. In that. Death of the Outsider is not on Game Pass. Whoa. I know. Why? It's good. That seems weird. Yeah. So, yeah, those games now you can enjoy at a much higher frame rate. I'm especially I feel like Fallout 4 is really going to benefit from 76 that. 76 too? 76 too. Yeah. Well, it was already. Yeah. I mean. Those were already in higher FPS on PC, right? Yeah, on yeah, PC. Okay. Yeah. yeah, on PC. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not on console. I thought it was kind of interesting that Dishonored 2 was not on there. I'm also not surprised. Right. Because... It had a lot of issues at the beginning, didn't it? It has a lot of issues on PC Yeah. still. So who knows? Maybe that's one that they're, they're still working on. But it kind of made me think. I'm like, is it time to just play a little bit of Fallout 76? Dude, I played some. Yeah. Recently. I saw you streaming it. Yeah. I, was it okay? I, I've actually thought about it. I'll say this. I was playing with uh, someone else, a couple other people, and I was having fun because we were just goofing around and having fun. Then, like, a guy came in, and, like, people are people who are invested are so thirsty for new players to play that they want to help them in every way possible. Like, it's very... I played this game before it... Well, like, the day before it launched because we got a code from Bethesda. And I hated it because they hadn't built in a lot of the stuff yet that, like, you know, I walked in and immediately just people were griefing me and I right. was dying constantly. And I was exactly. just like, I don't Now people are, like, so thirsty to get people to stay. This guy was just, like, coming along and giving us stuff that was 100 levels above us that we couldn't even use. <laughs> yeah, and part of me awesome. didn't like that because I was like, <laughs> I want to I grind for this. Like, that's part of the fun. But part of it was just like, this is good old fun. If I was playing that game by myself, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it nearly as much. Yeah. Hmm. But I was playing it. With a group of friends, and it was a lot of fun for that reason. There is no way that... Did it get a patch on PS5? 
No, no, definitely I think, not. I didn't think. No. I don't think it will either. Damn. At this point. Yeah. I, I don't think That's it will. a shame. Okay, last but not least in our news roundup, Devotion, the once banned title due to the Communist Party of China Thank you. stepping in, uh, is now available for sale once again. And it's for sale DRM free on Red Candle Games website. That's just a quick PSA. Yeah. I purchased this. Yeah. The day that it was available. Right. And you know what? I will play at least some of it, but I don't even care if I never played it at all. Right. Because. How much is it? 17 bucks. I was going to say, they probably heavily discounted it. Yeah. Where it was. Dude, for $17, I was like, fuck it. Yeah. You know? Just because for anyone who doesn't remember what happened, basically, somehow within the game, there was like an Easter egg that talked about uh, the president, quote unquote, president of china <laughs> uh making the joke about him being winnie the pooh or something i yeah. thought it just literally had i mean i don't know you know you probably know more than i do i thought it just literally had a picture of winnie the pooh in it and winnie the pooh is like banned from china because of the comparisons it might be it yeah i don't remember exactly hmm. but yeah then the ccp came in and like fucked oh, yeah. yeah yeah it got removed from steam and uh yeah it was it was pretty bad and then where the the story got more interesting i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago it was supposed to come out on gog and then gog backed down on it and like the day it was supposed to come out too yeah yeah which i'm like what is going on did the what did the the communist party like knock on your on their door and they're like they're the ones that have no release they're the ones that hack cd project red i mean maybe somebody made a good point and i can't remember who said this or i would give credit to them but they said um, maybe it was gamers in China who were like, please don't put this game on here. We want GOG to be able to be in China. Yeah, that's oh, possible. Yeah. And if you put it on there, they're going to ban GOG. Yeah. That's well, a good point. Now the rest of the reasonably minded free world can enjoy it. Right. Yes. Yeah, and that's the thing is that yeah, I to me, I'm not going to tell anyone how to spend their money, but to me, it's important to spend your money on things that especially in this situation where it's like dude fuck the censorship fuck the chinese government fuck the communists i mean that i do not mince words here so i was happy to spend 17 dollars on the game right um and support them since just, just to clarify for those who are wondering you know we hear the terms communist thrown around a lot in the u.s as far as u.s politics you can have whatever politics you want to have. We're talking about the, the CCP who literally commits genocide and executes their own citizens. Yes. If you want to have your own fiscal policies, whether we agree with them or not, do what you want, but don't kill your own people and persecute them. Amen. Right. You know, and even beyond killing their own people, killing you know right. Muslims and right. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Can, like, yeah, not good at all. So check out Devotion if you'd like. I've got three quickies. Number one, 13 Sentinels, uh, I just rim has now sold 400,000 copies. Oh, wait. Congrats. Cause that's, that's a huge amount of copies for Vanillaware. One of those was you. One of them was me. I've never, I've not finished it. It's very dense. It's a very dense. Yeah, game. I was going to say, are you, do you think you're near the end? I think I'm probably like two thirds of the way. God through. damn. It's long. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, it's cool because it's like a storybook almost. Yeah. But sometimes you're just not in the mood for that. Yeah. Yeah. The longer stories, you know, it usually pays off in the end. Uh, Dying Light 2 
by the time this podcast is out, there's going to be new info about that, mm. which it's been rumored for a while that this game has been in development hell. So rumored in quotes as right. in definitely known. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, PS5 is now the fastest selling console in U.S. history. By dollar value. By Sh- dollar value. Shocker. Yeah. Which that, I guess, I mean, is it's not the first console to launch at $500. No. For sure. By a long shot. So. Well, I mean, it's entirely possible it is by units sold as well as dollar value. We just only know about dollar value. Right. So uh, congrats to Sony. Uh, and that's all I have. Damn. For the news. So, um, as any, I guess, we, I mean, we. it seems like everyone's been playing the, the same sturf. So. Yeah, with the exception of, the only thing I've played new since last week is uh, Void Bastards. And I already mentioned that was great. I bought uh, Baba Is You on Switch. Oh, you did? I, I considered that. Because you and I talked about buying it a long time ago, but it was recently on like, for like 10 bucks on Switch. I was like, you know, this is a game I keep looking at and I want to play, and I might as well just buy it because if it go if I wait and it goes back up, I'm gonna wait till the next sale. Like, just buy it. So I don't know when I'll get to play it. Right. But I bought it. It's supposed to be very good. I'm real dumb though at puzzle games. So we'll see how it goes. I thought that when I I've seen the gameplay and I thought, man, this looks hard. Yeah, it looks it looks clever enough for me to enjoy, but hard enough for me to be bad at. Right. Yeah, as far as for me, am I playing? Oh, I started Yakuza Like a Dragon. Nice. And I'm maybe 45 minutes in. Cool. So I don't have a lot to say other than it's cool because it's an RPG. Yeah. And it looks good on my PS5. Yeah. And that's about it. Nice. Nothing new for me. Just started another playthrough of the original Last of Us. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. It's. I never played with HDR, and I never had the PS4 Pro upgrade. So it's cool to see it a little bit nicer. Um, being at 60 frames is cool. Uh, and I love now that, you know, I've diversified what I've played, seeing how things that have come before have influenced things that I've already played. Um, and I'm even seeing it heavily in The Last of Us, um, just with the storytelling and the moment to moment, like scaling with a partner. I don't know. Maybe it's because I just played God of War that there's like two people actively with you at all times, including yourself. Yeah. But I feel like it's really cool seeing how developers take things and pay homage to it, but can build upon it. So it was around that time, maybe not exactly, but the, I feel like game developers figured out that if you're going to have a companion, you can't worry about them dying because it makes everyone annoyed. Yep. Right. Well, I think the the first game, and I probably am missing one somewhere, the first game that really did that really well was Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Yeah, for real. For real. I'm specific thinking of one that's really annoying. Maybe it's not. It's been so many years since I played it. Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. With Ashley. Oh, no, that's bad. You got to lead her around and stuff. Yeah. It's, oh, it's not. not I good. hate uh, any game that has like a billion quests. I'm like, okay, whatever, I can do this. Any game that has a escort quest, I'm just like, no, I want to skip no. it. Yeah. If, if there is even just a fraction of a chance a game developer is listening to this, there is. Make the default walk speed for your companion or anyone you're leading around the same as your character speed. If I'm running, that motherfucker better be running with me. Right. That's all I'm saying because I'm not waiting around for people anymore. We ain't doing that. It's 2021. Yeah. 
there some games have caught up on that that it's like if you have someone with you they'll run it or if you're following someone yep. yeah i can't stand that yeah that's the worst oh i should probably say this both from a hey i'm ex- this is exciting perspective and also from an integrity perspective I'm now the uh, associate producer for Lily Mo Games. That's right. Which, you know, I don't actually have a hand in the direct building of the game necessarily. It's it's more like communicating with developers or with publishers and uh, platform holders and, you know, a lot of back-end work that, that you don't really see in the finished product, but it's the way that the game gets to you. But I'm saying that, one, because it's like, woo, and two, because I'm like, I want you, the audience to be aware that... I am technically in game development, but I don't think that'll influence anything I say. And if it does, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll, you know, if there's any chance of that, I'll, I'll mention it, but I feel like it's good to just be forthright about stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. For sure. And congrats on that, of course. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we already were not reviewing right. anything <laughs> from Lily Mo. Right. We didn't even review Twin Breaker. Right. Um, well, I did. I did PR for Twin Breaker, so right, that was, yeah. yeah. So we have we've reclused ourselves from that, but I think it's still good. Like you said, it's. I mean, there, it doesn't hurt to be right. Open. I think it's important. I think it's important, and also it's like a hey, this is cool kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, I guess there is a sense in which. Uh, okay, just an extreme example. If I'm working for Sony Santa Monica, you would want to take everything I say about anything from Bethesda with a grain of salt because that's entirely different ecosystem right you know so just in that perspective i'm working for lily mo so take always take anything i say with a grain of salt (laughs) for that matter but especially now if i'm talking about other games that are in that same vein of games you know you're welcome to take it at its you know at whatever value you want right and that's it for the show everybody damn cleared it out so thank you everybody for listening it means a lot Uh, If you could, we don't usually ask for this, but if you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Or on Spotify or Google. Does Spotify even have ratings and reviews? Maybe not. I don't don't even know. Rate it anyway. The only time I... (laughs) Add it to your playlist or something. Yeah. The only time I use Spotify is to listen to the Joe Rogan experience. So, I don't know. Maybe they have reviews. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But either way, leave us a rating and review. We'd appreciate that. And, uh... That's it for the show. So thanks, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. The HP Podcast is fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jared, Josh Cummings, the shadow producer, Edward Walton, Stewie108, Charles Pedersen, Toby Ryland, Matthew Major, Straw Hat Ninja, Josh DeBerry, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Cannon.